Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsy, the place where everything related to Amazon FBA private level and e commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsy. And today we bring you Hasib, who is the founder and CEO of Brandkit, which is basically a solution that will help you automate systems, tools, and solid strategies to save your business from harsh surprises when it comes to cash flow and inventory. So I know Hasib has extensive experience when it comes to supplying a chain. Uh, and that's why I wanted to bring you on board today because we know the last couple of years, we've been seeing a lot of struggle in the space in terms of people don't really understanding how to be efficient with their inventory and everything around the supply chain itself. And that's why I wanted to bring you today on board to you know touch some of those points and provide as much value as possible. So Hasib, it's a pleasure to have you here. How you doing my friend? Yeah, thank you, Vincenzo. Uh, I think you, um, thank you for this inviting me. I was looking forward to that to discuss some points around supply chain, and uh, I will start a little bit with about my background. I know uh, I haven't spent a lot of time in the industry, like it is almost three years. But uh, yeah. while working with big companies that are having focusing on the supply chain part specifically, and uh, I have seen a lot of gap that other sellers are missing so i think today uh, the whole purpose will be to cover those points and uh, uh, i have been working in the aggregate industry for the last two years so i definitely know all the ins and outs and how they are managing the supply chain part so excited to kick off and uh, let's jump right into the topic yeah yeah that's great so thank you very much for the introduction so yes yeah, you mentioned you already have some experience working with aggregators, as you mentioned, and I bet you also have experience working with multiple brands. And that's why I, I think I'm going to use that opportunity to kickstart with uh, one of the first questions of the days, uh, which is basically the big question is why actually nobody's focusing around a supply chain? Because I feel like everybody talks about it, but realistically, and we see that as well when we work with clients and we do audits, nobody's really do, being efficient when it comes to the implementation of it. So maybe you can give us a bit of insights around that. Uh, what are some of your tips? Yeah. Yeah. And so I will start a little bit with uh, how actually what actually supply chain is basically. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the supply chain, it is not something that you can control all or you on your own. When it comes to supply chain, like you are dependent on certain outside variables that are out of control of your company. For example, if we take a look at uh, like a corporate company, you have a supply chain department and then it gets in touch with uh, either with, with the, at one side it's in touch with the finance team at the other side it is you know working with the brand management side and there are outside uh, factors that are you know changing on daily basis like supplier relations freight forwarding things and all that so you have to keep an eye on the economic conditions as well and uh, i think that is something very important to have like a solid grip on your supply chain for your brand or a company so the the thing that i have seen 
that in the e-commerce industry is most of the sellers are like solo entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. they started, you can say, around um, four or five years back while running. You can say they started from either from a job or some even started without even, uh, even having a job at a corporate sector. They just started focusing on a product and they started contacting suppliers. They got a margin and then they got Amazon as a sales channel. So that's, they start they started selling on that. So in, in that whole race, uh, there is one gap missing because if uh, whenever you fo- you see any brand that is successful, there are multiple departments at the backside like customer service, marketing, growth, and then it get enters with the supply chain part and the finance and legal side. So these all departments run in collaboration with each other. And if there is any kind of gap in the system, then it is hard to build a successful brand as you grow. So yeah. most of the seller, like they are highly enthusiastic, you can say, to push the sales to certain limits. So they will start learning the marketing part and they will cover that. But when it comes to the supply chain part, they will not exactly focus like what are the ins and outs and how they can manage inventory and cash flow and all that stuff. So I think uh, that is where we were seeing gap. And uh, while working with these big companies, we got a little bit insight on how they are controlling everything and how an efficient brand can work when it scales to like seven to eight figures. And when you are managing, mm-hmm. you can say one fee 50 to 200 SKUs. Yes, I, I totally agree with everything you just shared. I feel like supply chain when it comes to selling on Amazon, for most people when they're getting started on this journey in terms of opening their business and selling on Amazon, they think that supply chain is something, it's like an afterthought. It's something you do towards the end. It's not really important yeah. at the beginning. They just focus on the typical, you know, listing optimization, advertisement and so on, but they don't sometimes even do like inventory forecasting. They don't really know how to, you know, efficiently handle the inventory with triples and, and all that. And 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 I get what you mean. Like, I feel like once you start reaching a certain point, if you start neglecting this area of your business, you're going to struggle. And we saw that the last couple of two years when everybody exactly. was having issues to have inventory from China. Uh, shipments were taking extra months because of everything that was happening in terms of the collapse of the system. So for people that didn't have that into account, they were out of stock and they lost all the momentum in terms of the sales. Yeah, I would, I would add one point here, like in start, when you are just starting, you have like four or five SKUs and just building the brand. I think you will not feel the need of this at that stage, but when you grow like after 1.5 or uh, you can say almost one year, you will feel the gap that you are uh, like your one SKU is getting in stock and then another one is getting out of stock. So you don't have a clear insight like what is happening with me. So uh, that is where you actually need to focus on the supply chain part. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. So um, now you were also mentioning, um, and I think it's important to, to bring this to a table because as we mentioned, maybe at the beginning when you're getting started, maybe with just, you know, 500 units, you're going to be fine if you don't have a, a good plan when it comes to supply chain. But the reality is that as you start scaling and you start bringing to the table seven and eight figures, where it's realistically we see the huge challenges, it's challenging, you know, for this brand. So I would like to use this as an opportunity to basically hear your take about what have you seen in this space and how you're seeing seven and eight figures brand basically losing a profits because of poor inventory management. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would like to add one point here because as a brand owner, you are always, you can say it is a mindset that you 
try to achieve more sales so you are you are taking a look at external factors but most of the time your mind is saying that let's push the stock and let's get it going but in actually you will see sometimes that uh, the things are not that much favorable and you are just overly predicting it so the first thing is to rely on data and don't over predict anything i think that is the most common mistake that i have seen sellers making they just order excess stock or at sometimes mm-hmm. they don't know like uh, what i have to order and what factors they're i have guessing, to they're guessing basically they're guessing yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. that is like a very important thing to do in start and uh, i think in start once you run into an, ex- an excess stock you will feel that burden o- over the time so that is something very important you need to change that mindset and uh, rely on the data uh, when i talk about data so it it can be like search results from amazon it can also be uh, you can say talking with the supplier and seeing the market trends or mm-hmm. reading multiple reporting reports or statistical data that is relevant to your market or niche so uh, i will not go deep deep i will not dig down deep into the resources but just yeah. let you know this is the main thing and uh, the second most important thing is inventory management is not something like you say i have done this right now i have placed the purchase order and let's forget it mm-hmm. so yeah. once you place the purchase order i think the real inventory management starts yeah <laughs> while placing the order as well as after that so you have to know like let's say i have 10 skus and i have placed this purchase order so mm-hmm. how i can i split this purchase order into multiple segments because for example if you have put a huge purchase order and you are shipping it at once then there are multiple instances that a supplier will uh, a freight forwarder will either tell you that it got lost or there is some issue there is some delay so you will you know you will get out of stock on your main skus so you need to split those those purchase orders into certain categories and then uh, ship that also when you place a purchase order you need to keep a check on that so we have multiple solutions around that either you uh, design a system or you can just set automatic emailing stuff and uh, to keep a check on the supplier to get updates okay. on daily basis so that is i think something very important to keep a check and balance of each and every part of your inventory Awesome. and uh yeah and another big challenge that i have seen is uh most of the sellers when they order something uh they don't use 3pl in start so i think that is a uh, very important because they ship everything directly to amazon and there they have a stock like you can say 100 days of cover or 120 mm-hmm. days of cover of stock so that is something you need to focus on from start and you need to have a 3pl in place and send only we have a limit we send like 35 to 60 days of cover to amazon whenever we reach up to 35 or 30 we create a shipment again and send that to amazon so in that way you can uh, save a lot of uh, storage cost as well as you are uh, avoiding a lot of risk when it, when it comes to suspension from the amazon side yeah. so uh, um, yeah. and just to quickly interrupt you i think it's important to add on, on that point that the benefit of also doing what you just mentioned is that on amazon eyes you're actually getting rid of inventory quite fast right so that actually is going to improve the history of your inventory score with the amazon because they see you're not sending thousands of units uh, because you don't have a trip yet and then they are just sitting in amazon for months so i think what you mentioned is good i mean have one month inventory and as soon as it start going under that you send more so yeah i just wanted to add that yeah yeah uh, 100% i agree there and uh, another point that i would like to add 
that comes a little bit in your later stage. So when you have a 3PL and you are sending in uh, constantly stock from 3PL to Amazon or purchase orders are coming, multiple purchase orders are receiving at 3PL. So you are not keeping an exact eye on how you are reconciling your stock. So when I talk about reconciling, it actually means like this is the stock that was delivered to the warehouse and this is what mm -hmm. I'm sending out. So you lost that count many times and you lost a lot of stuff. If your 3PL is not that much good, you lost some stuff in the 3PL and you are, you know, keep you are missing that part uh, as you grow. So yeah. that is something you have to create a system either in sheets or there are multiple tools available that you can do, that you can use for that purpose to keep a track of the inventory, what is going in and how I'm sending out so that there is a perfect balance also. Mm. And yeah. uh, one more thing I would recommend here, if you are working with a 3PL, try to get some kind of monthly or you can say bi-weekly reports from them on the inventory of each SKU so that you have an update like my accounts are matching with what 3PL has. So this is another thing like we see the reimbursement path with Amazon. This is mm -hmm. something that you need to do with 3PL and I have seen people losing a lot of money while not looking at this part specifically. Yeah, that's that's a good tip because I feel most people think that Amazon is the only one that can actually lose your inventory. But you're right. Sometimes you, the three PLs can also lose your yeah. inventory, and if you keep track of that, I mean, it can be hundred units here, hundred units there, and then we're talking thousands of dollars, which can definitely hit your bottom line profit. So great advice exactly. on that. So um, before we jump in this section to my next question, I would like to ask you. So usually, um. And I know we mentioned this is not something that you do once. It's something that you constantly need to do when it comes to inventory management. So just to clarify for everybody here on board uh, that are seven figures and up, would you, what is the time frame you would advise them to uh, the frequency of having this check? Is, is it going to be weekly, every two weeks, monthly? Uh, what is usually the frequency of that? So uh, it depends on a 3PL actually. So at some 3PLs we are running, like a monthly check is a very good strategy. Mm -hmm. But uh, most of the warehouses, uh, if you can do bi-weekly, I think it is much better. But most of the warehouses are not providing those reports. So if you can do it on a monthly basis, at least once in a month, I think that is highly recommended. And you should, your, your 3PL should actually follow that strategy and just create a history of like how inventory is changing over time in either a Google sheet or in some tool so that you remember how the units are changing and how I'm sending out the inventory. Awesome. Yeah. Um, now, uh, all this sounds amazing. They're all great strategies, but sometimes I have this conversation with brands that are seven figures and up. And when you mention this to them, yeah, and I know Vincenzo need to implement this, but you know, my brand is multi-channel. I'm selling across multiple uh, countries. So doing this in every single country, every single marketplace, it's just mind blowing, right? Uh, so maybe let's talk about that. What are some of the, you know, the complexity you have seen around that and maybe some solutions if you can give us some, yeah. Yeah, so I think multi when when it comes to global expansion, especially I have seen seller facing issues in Europe uh, mm -hmm. because there you have multiple countries and uh, you lose a track of uh, how everything is managed. So, uh, for example, if you are sending a shipment from China and uh, you are trying to split it between US and EU because obviously you cannot ship directly to US and then ship to Europe. So most of the time seller will do a split between Europe and US. 
and there you need to have like a forecasting system which can which should be based on each marketplace you should take the numbers of each marketplace and then uh, do a correct split for that so that uh, we get correct stock in each country because uh, let me give you one example for one of our brand we were shipping stock from uh, us uh, we were shipped from china to us and uh, in that uh, process what we did we over predicted some stock that was sent to be sent to, like that was assigned for eu so mm-hmm. that is some kind of issues that most of the people ran into and uh, here i think the most important part is how you are forecasting the stock so okay. uh, that is something highly challenging when it comes to multi channel fulfillment and also it a uh, layers of complexity add over there if you are having multiple channels as well so this is something there where we uh, take year on year sales and all the data and we make sure that we don't over predict anything and at the same time we try to work with the growth team like what are the growth goals and how we can align that with the forecast that we have so that we can in the end we can have a correct uh, stock so that is i think if we go down a little bit in that detail it will become quite technical but just to shortly explain mm-hmm. we highly focus on each sales channel in each marketplace and we get the de- data from there and then we place the purchase order to make a correct forecast and uh, a correct yeah and a correct a split is assigned of at the supplier end so that we don't mix mm. or uh, Mm-hmm. you know get some error while shipping the stock so that so, is a, a very important thing in the multi fulfillment brand so basically uh, just to summarize for everybody watching this what you will do you will have your own systems and processes for each individual country so you keep track of inventory at the country level and then i guess at the end of the month maybe you do a consolidation with all the countries combined maybe right yeah exactly okay yeah i think that that's a that's a useful tip because i feel like maybe what most people do they have let's say 5000 units and they start shipping the the units around the countries and they will do the consolidation at, with all the countries combined at once and and they don't do all the diligence at the country level and then that's why you start having all the discrepancies in in in, in numbers and all the compliance and <laughs> And then yeah. it can become a, a bit too technical, as you mentioned. Awesome. Um, now, we know this was huge issue last uh, couple of years because of everything that happened worldwide. But we know this is for sure gonna uh, stay as a challenge, especially in 2023, as we see, you know, Amazon being more strict with inventory limits exactly. uh, and the fees and everything. So I wanted to ask you, what are some of the changes you see coming to Amazon in 2023? What is some advice maybe you can provide us to overcome those as the year starts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I will start a little bit with what we have faced in uh, Q4. So one thing that I would like to recommend anyone who is using AGL. So if you are in Q4 for the next year, please don't ship anything when mm-hmm. uh, when it's if something is arrived like you can say if you are focusing some stock that is to be arrived in october or november please don't expect it to be arrived through agl because we have seen multiple shipments getting stuck in that part of mm-hmm. the year and uh, uh, i would recommend to avoid agl using those days while shipping okay. from china so that is something uh, that we learned from the q4 and uh, uh, at the same time i would like to add another point as well so when you are forecasting a stock for the q4 what most of the seller do is they take the whole december part as the sales yeah. 
so that is uh, like for example if you have a little bit of seasonality in your brand and you have a sales velocity let's say 20 units per day in q4 and normally it is like uh, five or ten units mm-hmm. so wh- what it will do is if you forecast it for let's say for the last 10 to 12 days over forecast then you will carry that inventory for the next five, four or five months or if yeah. you do something more if you sell a little bit more than that then the error and the complexity will add on so uh, in q4 what we see what we have learned that you have to forecast till 18th till 20th of december and after that, what you can do is as a backup, you can you should uh, plan FBM so that you can cover the last days of Q4 if you uh, sell something more than you predicted. So I think that is something that will add value to for the lot of sellers because uh, most of the people when Q4 is over and especially this year, uh, they are left with the overstock condition. So awesome. um, that is, I think Q4 is giving us some lessons here. Mm-hmm. That's that's a yeah. good advice. And I think just to conclude that point as well, I feel like using last couple of years as a, as, a, as a benchmark, I don't think it's also a good thing to do right now because most people I have found that they saw an increase across some of their brands last couple of years because of everything that was happening with the pandemic, people shopping more online and all of that. But yeah. we have seen that in some of the niches, sales are going downwards. And therefore, if you do your projection based on 2021, when everybody was at home and the need to use Amazon, and then you use that to buy inventory for 2023, you might find, as you're mentioning, with more stock in hand, but then it's going to cause you more issues in terms of management, higher fees, and, and so on. So it's a good point for sure. Yeah, one one point I would like to add here as well. So there is one one more thing. If you are running out of stock for a brand, for a product, so what you can do is like out of stock is something that is highly, uh, you can say, damaging to your brand and mm-hmm. your IPI score. So what a trick, a little bit of a trick that you can do is, uh, for example, you have like five or 10 units of a product left. What mm-hmm. you can do is you can apply apply a price hike on that listing SKU so it will move that inventory to a stranded state. So what this will do is it will not affect your IPI score in that way, which like if you run out of stock because that is highly damaging to your listing. So when the listing goes to trend standard, it will pause the sales for a little bit when uh, until you get more stock, but you can improve your IPI score in that way. Mm. And I think that that is something uh, that will save if you are at the brink of, you know, damaging your IPI score. So that can save you. Um, Interesting. Some... So basically yeah. what, what you would advise is to, increase the price significantly so you basically suppress the listing due to the pricing uh, uh, the amazon suppress when you increase the price significantly and the inventory becomes stronger that's what you mean right yeah exactly so it will uh, uh, exactly ipi score will take it as a standard not something that you are out of stock okay interesting yeah i have never heard that so that's a good thing thank you for sharing yeah, uh, and great. So now I think we're coming towards the end. And now, for sure, based on everything you just shared, I would like to hear more about what Brandkit can do for all those sellers that are hearing this. Because I know we're talking about all some of the high-level strategies and some of the tips. But realistically, some sellers they don't really have the bandwidth to implement this on a daily basis, and that that's where Brandkit can come in and help them. So maybe you can give us a little bit of, about what are the services you guys provide and how does it work. Yeah. 
yeah so um, actually we are um, in the supply we are solely focused on the supply chain part of e-commerce and we have an in-house team we manage each and everything from uh, from our office and i think that is something very important when it comes to collaboration across the team so this is something that uh, in the supply chain is very important while running a, while managing a, a a portfolio of you can say 200 or 300 skus mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, when it comes to forecasting, I think that is the most challenging part for every brand. And one thing I would like to mention here, if you are even, uh, you can say a big corporate company or uh, a, a brand, for example, PNG, still the forecasting that you will generate will only be at maximum 60% accurate. So we mm -hmm. need to take that into account. And if an expert is not looking into that or you don't have a system there, then your chances are like 30% or 20%. So mm -hmm. we, uh, over time, what we have done is we have tried to test multiple software as well. And uh, at the same time, we, we have built our in-house systems that that is, that allows a lot of flexibility in managing the forecasting for multiple SKUs and large brands. And at the same time, we take inputs and feedbacks from the uh, growth team, your growth team, or if you are managing your own, own brand, we will take the marketing input or the deals that you have, and that will be uh, in, in the alignment of the stock that we will order over time. So in that way, you will have the whole, you can say in the graphical representation as well, and all the numbers for the next coming months that you will be selling. So that is something that we are doing in-house and we try to do it through manual as well as uh, through tools that we have tested over time. Awesome. And uh, yeah, and like most of our services are highly relevant to the companies that are in seven to eight figures and want to scale and have systems and SOPs. So uh, we have tried ERP systems as well. We, uh, we have worked on Skibana and NetSuite. And at the same time, we have... Uh, we are working on the implementation part of that as well and how mm -hmm. to structure each and every department and how to improve the work, how to get more work out of it for us so that you don't have to rely on manual uh, you can say manual entries or manual persons mm -hmm. so that is a, a, a more you can say a more favorable part for the brands that are selling to have a system in place instead of uh, you can say increasing the headcount yeah Perfect. Yeah. So uh, these are some of the services that we provide. And uh, I think these are like highly important for those companies that are scaling. And because all of our experience is coming from the aggregator space and mm -hmm. the large brands that are dealing like you can say 1000 or 1500 SKUs. And uh, we know all the challenges that a seller can face if they want to scale uh, from seven to eight and so on. Wow, that's great. So yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I mean, you guys are the the perfect solution for everybody that's struggling right now with you know supply chain issues and and things to do with inventory management. So for sure, I would advise to everybody watching this to to reach out. And for that, I don't know if you can share with us maybe how people can reach out, out to your team, your website, anything you going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, available on LinkedIn as well as on Facebook and we do have a website that is going to be live soon. So uh, I think uh, LinkedIn will be a best option if you want to reach out and I'm always available. Also, uh, if you want to, I can attach my email or you can attach my email. So that will sure. also work. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, Hasib. So thank you very much for your time. I'm looking forward to have you in a future edition so we can keep talking about supply chain issues. Yeah, sure, it's been a man. pleasure. Yeah.
same here it was nice talking to you bye 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 thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by ecomc be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode while you are at it we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen that will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it want more visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.